You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, Locked On Browns, available Apple, Spotify, and of course, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson Show. Brian and Matt do a fantastic job leading our NFL coverage, and of course, all 32 teams covered here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, guys and gals. How has everybody been? The big Cleveland Browns news of the weekend. Nicholas Jamal Chubb has his contract extension. Uh, Certainly many avenues here to this. First off, there's been a lot of discussion with the new analytic-driven regime. Would there ever be a contract extension for Nick Chubb? Certainly the play warrants it, but the theory and premise behind analytics sometimes is that you know running backs are replaceable. You talk about a player like Nick Chubb, and this we've said it many times on the show, this is the type of guy you want your other players to be like. He is the player coaches point a finger at when younger players come into the team for the first time and say, this is how you carry yourself in the NFL. This is how you work during practice. This is how you work in the weight room. He is an absolute poster boy of the type of athlete you want on your roster. His success with this team has been paramount. Uh, over 3,000 yards rushing in his time in three seasons here with the Cleveland Browns. Um, never developed probably into the receiver um, that some of the top backs in the NFL are, and that's fine. The Browns have a ton, a ton of receiving, receiving options. And, of course, you know, Kareem Hunt excels in that. You've drafted Demetric Felton to obviously probably give you some assistance, you know, in the passing game as well. And sometimes you got to give Nick a rest, so it usually will come in that avenue. Although – to say Nick is not an asset in the passing game would certainly be doing him, you know, disjustice, so to speak. Uh, as far as the signing of Chubb, you know, going against the analytic route, when you have a player who means so much to you on the field and off of it, in the meeting room, on the practice field, as Nick does, sometimes you don't necessarily go the same analytic route that you're going to use to maybe make most of your decisions. Nick Chubb is the outlier. There is no way around it uh, to get him to agree to what is a team-friendly deal, most certainly three years, $36 million, $20 million guaranteed, uh, a lot of the money towards the back end of the contract, which behooves you know, the Browns and covers them, God forbid, you know, something does happen you know, to Nick Chubb you know, going on you know, down the line during the uh, run of this contract extension. But keeping him, it was paramount. Uh, Nick has been the running game for the past three seasons. Um, I know a lot of people will make the case that the offensive line, and it is, the offensive line is outstanding. But there's no reason to break up a good thing here. Nick uh, does his job. He does it well. Uh, since 2018, he's leading the NFL in yards per carry at well north of five yards per carry, uh, ahead of Derrick Henry, who got a ton of money from the Tennessee Titans, a deal that the Browns probably did, want, did not want to get involved with. Um, this deal is more uh, along the lines of Aaron Jones with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, you know, Aaron does a little bit more in the passing game, but I would say Nick at times probably does a little bit more in the running game. You are starting to see this front offense 
find and identify its leaders, its cornerstone pieces. Miles Garrett, as we all knew, um, was one of these guys. And of course, he was extended last offseason. Now you're getting to the point where you're looking to extend the next round of guys. Nick Chubb, the first one up. Um, almost seems like kind of like the Mount Rushmore of the current Browns roster. Miles Garrett, of course, Nick, of course, Baker Mayfield. And I would say the fourth may vary for some people. Um, but I would say Denzel Ward, just due to the fact that having that top corner is so essential. So, you know, deals maybe being, you know, talked about for Denzel. Obviously, the talks with Baker will continue to go on. And Baker said himself, you know, if it's not this summer, that's okay with him. Um, the picture came out on uh, Brown's social media on uh, Saturday about, you know, Nick in the golf cart. And then, of course, the news broke later in the day. Um, it was said during practice on Saturday that Nick Chubb was all smiles, and rightfully so, uh, with the pending news. He's cashed up. Um, and normally sometimes, you know, you get nervous. Is there going to be complacency in a player? Nick Chubb only knows one speed. Nick Chubb only knows one way to go, one way to work. So you signed a cornerstone piece to your roster for a very team-friendly deal. Um, you know, the first part of his contract will kick in for 2022. Come 2023, that'll be when the uh, new TV money will kick in yet again which means the 2023 salary cap should be a very, very large number, probably making this contract look even better come that time. Um, but the Browns getting some things settled. And if you go back to that manifesto from Paul D. Podesta years ago, identify and resign or extend early. They have done that with Nick Chubb. Um, that is just one less headache to worry about this summer, one less thing they have to uh, pay their attention to as it can just be more and more on field. We're going to get to that, obviously, first few days of camp. We'll talk a little bit about the offense. We're going to talk a little bit about the defense here as we continue to go on. But again, to the Browns and to Nick Chubb, um, congratulations on the extension, which worked out very well for both parties. Uh, there's just so many superlatives you can throw Nick Chubb's way. It would have been very difficult to see this player leave this team, this teammate leave this team, this type of worker leave this team. The Browns got some solid business done over the weekend, and it's going to be great to see number 24, Nick Chubb, running up and down the field in First Energy Stadium for the years to come for all you Browns fans. We're going to get to, like I said, some thoughts on the offense from camp thus far, some thoughts on the defense from camp thus far, as we continue here on the latest Locked on Browns. What's your favorite Bilt Bar flavor? Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. My favorite flavor, as you guys all know, the mint brownie. It's got that little Girl Scout cookie taste to it. Just so, so good. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carbs. Head on over to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at BiltBar.com. 
Com. Continuing on here on Locked On Browns, we're going to get into a little bit of the offense that we've seen thus far through the first four days of training camp. Um, as you see a lot of times in training camp, it's the ebbs and flows. You know, it usually seems that, you know, there's never a 50-50 split on any given day as far as, you know, saying the offense had a good day, the defense had a good day. Um, usually ends up one, you know, one-sided, dominated. Um, first couple of days, the offense was having its way. Baker Mayfield, you know, finding receivers all over the field, whether it's young receiver Anthony Schwartz, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, um, doing their thing. It kind of slowed down a little bit. The last two days where the defense starting to catch up a little bit, which is going to be understandable. A lot of new moving parts on the defensive side of the ball. Having Odell ready to go and essentially on a pitch count is the way they're working it. One day on the field, one day, uh, you know, taking it easy as he comes back from ACL surgery. Looks crisp. Uh, you know, all the things that we had heard, you know, in the spring and early summer about, you know, Odell having this thriving you know, recovery from ACL. And, you know, none of us were really able to understand that or any, you know, everybody looks good usually in rehab videos. Otherwise they wouldn't post rehab videos, um, but it's certainly translating thus far to Odell on the field. Uh, the routes are crisp, clean, like we're used to, like we're seeing for number 13 uh, to get him, you know, back here. And to think about what this offense, once it really start got clicking over the second half of last season and understand that Odell was not there for that, Crazy to think maybe the heights that this offense can take in 2021 with a uh, you know fresh and welcomed back Odell Beckham Jr. from ACL surgery. Second year receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones seems to be finding uh, you know his way and growing um, some plays in traffic. Uh, the routes looking a lot crisper. Uh, again, you know he brings a size element to the wide receiver room. The Browns don't necessarily you know, have in other players. Um, another one that's kind of been interesting has been rookie Demetric Felton, whether it's been at the running back position, whether it's been working in with the wide receivers, the Browns obviously feel they truly have a unique weapon here um, with him, you know, being, you know, the sixth round pick that he is. Uh, I assume he's going to get a lot of time in preseason games and the Browns are going to be able to see just what they have and just how far away maybe Demetric Felton is from contributing to this roster, Jarvis Landry, the noted weight loss, uh, looks to be you know working for Jarvis to this point. Other uh, day had a beautiful double move uh, to beat Denzel Ward, and it's rare that Denzel Ward gets beat by anybody. Um, but the jokes made about Jarvis Landry, obviously, he was able to uh, put Denzel Ward in a little bit of a spin cycle and get open, you know, deep against him for a touchdown. Uh, the tight ends, you know, they've mentioned this coach Stefanski his about how great it is to have the three of them, how they're all unique, how they're all diverse. Um, there's this talk of expanding Austin Hooper's role, um, and I've gotten to this a little bit here over the last you know month, six weeks or so, wondering where a player like Andy Janovich truly fits into this roster just due to the fact that he only does one thing. He only plays fullback. So between Harrison Bryant, between David Njoku, between Austin Hooper, uh, between – you know, those three, is there a way, and maybe Kareem Hunt, maybe a Dearness Johnson, is there a way you can piecemeal, piecemeal the reps at the fullback position and not have to carry Andy, Andy Janovich? Um, it wasn't the biggest contributor last year. A lot of that, you know, not necessarily his fault as he did battle COVID. Uh, there were some drop passes, um, but I don't believe, you know, the return or what we saw from Andy Janovich in 2020 automatically makes him a lock for the 2021 roster. And if there are ways to, you know, mitigate, you know, his role between several other players, it may be something that the Browns should and could pursue. 
continuing on the offense. Uh, Coach Stefanski, and this is where, you know, Browns fans, this is a new one for us, um, having, you know, the continuity of, you know, what was carried over from 2020. No coaching changes at all. Very little personnel changes at all, and none of them among starters. Coaches talked about how seamless it's been, and a lot of times, you know, it's installing language takes zero time. Everybody's been here. Everybody understands the vibe, understands the concept, understands the premise of what is being taught to them on the field. So it just makes for a easy, easy transition here in a year two and be able to take it up you know, a notch. And now you were not installing, you were just adding, which puts them in a great, great position. Uh, you know, I had mentioned Anthony Schwartz here and we, we've heard about him getting deep a couple times. Again, this is something, Anthony Schwartz brings something to this table that nobody else in that room does. It is the absolute, fear that you can put into a secondary, you know, due to the fact that Anthony has legit track speed. There's no denying it. There's no way around it. Um, it's just a calling card that he has that nobody on this team does. And you couple that into the rest of this room and, you know, you have great hands players in Rashard Higgins. You have a solid third down receiver in Jarvis. We all know what Odell can do. The growth perhaps of a Donovan Peoples-Jones. Don't forget about a guy like Kadero Hodge. Again, when you can do more than one thing, you're going to have a lot of value to this team. Uh, you continue you know, to hear and you know, listen to the praise spoken from the offensive line, whether it's about each other, whether it's about their, uh, you know, whether it's about their skill players that they are blocking for, whether it's about Baker Mayfield, Joe Batonio talking about what a special teammate Nick Chubb is, and just talking about where this team is now headed. This team is growing. They are, you know, blossoming. And this is after, you know, unconquered heights in 2020 um, and the success they had going down the stretch and you know, finding their way and being one drive away uh, in the uh, you know, AFC divisional round you know, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Cannot wait to see what this product looks like week one. Cannot wait to start to see some of this product in the preseason games. I'm not sure exactly who we're going to get to see in those games. It's going to remain, uh, it remains to be seen how much these guys will play, if at all. Um, Case Keenum actually has looked a little sharp. We might get to see a lot of Case Keenum over the summer. He's had a decent camp to this point, finding his open receivers, uh, you know, certainly hitting players in stride. Um, never want to see Case Keenum take a rep in a regular season game, but it's nice to know that, God forbid, if he ever has to, he seems to be in sync with this offense as well. We'll continue our coverage of the offense as training camp goes trying to get what we can from these YouTube episodes that the Browns are putting out. We'll be back here. We're going to flip it up. We're going to talk a little bit about how the Browns' defense has looked to this point as we continue on Lockdown Browns. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, UFC, MMA, and soon-to-be NFL. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as Major League Baseball teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. We're going to continue on now, talk a little bit about the defense thus far. Four days through training camp, uh, Monday morning, Browns will return to the field this afternoon for day five of 2021 Cleveland Browns training camp. Uh, first play I want to talk a little bit about is uh, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, one of the things with Jadavian Clowney, and this is something when you don't necessarily get to see a player every single day, um, the work ethic. Uh, Jadavian Clowney is not only a player that you know 
does drills hard, finishes drills, um, but doesn't slack uh, in team drills. You'll see him running to the ball. He will always finish his reps. Um, a player, obviously, with a star reputation, former number one overall pick. You love to see that the work ethic matches. And you notice that right off the bat with Clowney. Uh, looks like he's here every day to get better, uh, to try to get himself in the best shape possible. Again, coming off, you know, off-season knee surgery, you know, always seems to kind of be, you know, something that goes along with Jadavian Clowney. But to see the work ethic that comes through a star player like this, and this has now become the reputation of this Cleveland Browns room, even John Johnson III mentioning that, you know, professionalism with this franchise is off the charts. Um, boggles the mind to hear that said in reference to the Cleveland Browns, but this is now the norm in Berea and it's refreshing to see. And it's refreshing to see that Jadavian Clowney has come in here and has taken, uh, the message and taken, you know, basically the writing on the wall from this team and has applied it himself and has come in and is a player that does the work day in, day out. And you want everybody on that same page. And it appears your new star pass rusher is along with the group. Andrew Billings and Jordan Elliott, uh, two players. Um, Andrew Billings had been mentioned, you know, through minicamp that he was, you know, running heavy with the weight. And it's, you know, Andrew Billings is a big man. Um, rumor is down 20 pounds, looks good, looks solid. And his defensive line coach had mentioned maybe one of the strongest gentlemen he's ever seen on a football field. Um, we know how physically strong Jordan Bill, uh, Andrew Billings is. It's good to see it's translating into camp thus far. Jordan Elliott, um, another player who went through it, a little bit of a body uh, transformation here. Uh, Joel Batonio had mentioned that. Um, yeah, it was quicker off the ball here, which the Browns could use. One of the biggest things they lost in a player like Sheldon Richardson was his ability to have that first step to knife through and blow up so many plays in the backfield. That is something you lost uh, as the Browns moved on from Sheldon Richardson. But it's hopefully something maybe you're finding here in Jordan Elliott. Maybe that was this regime's thought, knowing that Jordan Elliott would maybe need a year to get you know, NFL ready under his belt. But to this point, looks like Jordan Elliott could be poised for a big year, too. Uh, to this point, we have not seen Tony Fields. We have not seen Jeremiah Wusu koromoa um, I don't think that's a huge, huge issue to this point. Uh, we talked about it. There's just not a lot of playing time, as it appears, thus point for these rookies. Uh, there will be time. Uh, you know, as you know, the season, as the camp goes on, as the exhibition season goes on, as the regular season goes on, for these guys to find some playing time. But I'm not sure it was going to be very early. Um, so we don't really have much to see as far as how either player is going to be used, you know, what the Browns are going to try to do with these two versatile defenders. Both could pl play some safety if you needed them to. Both are younger, I mean, are smaller, quicker linebackers that you can use in that instance as well. Um, doesn't open the door here for Mac Wilson, possibly, uh, to state a case for himself this summer. It looked like maybe that door was shut going into training camp. Uh, but with these two players not being able to participate to this point, certainly leaves maybe a door open for Mac Wilson. Uh, the secondary, uh, Greg Newsom. One of the things that flashed on film at Northwestern was his ability to play the sidelines. Uh, you'll stick with the receiver, get in between the quarterback and a lane, had a beautiful interception of Baker Mayfield the other day, uh, you know, where Baker tried to get the completion in. Maybe that's one he doesn't throw in the regular season, but he did throw it there. The rookie using his ability to, you know, basically ride defender, I mean, ride the wide receiver to the sideline, um, be able to get in between the ball and the receiver, and he did a fantastic job there. Things have looked pretty good here for Greg Newsom. Certainly does not look like a rookie uh, to this point. So obviously the Browns probably really, really pleased 
with uh, Greg Newsom to this point. Uh, John Johnson the third big interception the other day in a team drill. He's you know mentioned he's been vocal. Uh, he's talked about where you know he thinks Anthony Walker will be the signal caller on this defense, probably going to be on the field the entire time. John Johnson, of course, was the signal caller for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, again, he's spoken about the professionalism of this franchise, the work ethic of these guys. Uh, he's loving his time here to this point. Uh, the Browns desperately needed this player. Uh, after what went on last year at the safety position, losing Grant Delpit, Ronnie Harrison stepping up, but never really getting much out of Carl Joseph and Andrew Sandejo. Uh, you literally went from bottom level safety play to where the Browns should have one of the strongest safety units in the NFL in the 2021 season. Uh, Denzel Ward, he's Denzel Ward. He's your number one. He's your shutdown. Uh, beautiful job. He's still with you know, the ability to flip the hips, uh, making the quarterback believe a lane is there when it's not. Had a big rep on Saturday in that regards. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up being the running mate, the number two with Denzel Ward. But he is your guy. He is your lockdown number one cornerback. Um, put on a little weight this year, and it's kind of funny. Some people said beefed up. And I guess it was from like 189 to 197 or whatever. Um, imagine using the term beefing up and only putting on eight pounds. Uh, but any extra weight for Denzel Ward, uh, certainly uh, an asset as, you know, sometimes uh, Denzel thinks his body is bigger than his brain, so to speak, as far as his tackling ability, which he's fantastic at. But you just wish there was a little bit more behind that. Uh, so hopefully, you know, Denzel doesn't miss time like he has in seasons previous um, Marvin Wilson was this year's undrafted free agent that the Browns prioritized. Last year, it was A.J. Green out of Oklahoma State. A.J. Green didn't get a lot of playing time. Most of it was forced playing time you know, when the Browns' secondary was going through all their you know injury and COVID issues. But he has had a really, really strong training camp to this point. Um, he's been able to get between player and ball. He's been physical in bumping and jamming players, you know, coming out of their routes, able, you know, trying to slow them down, uh, allowing the defense babes to be able to react to the quarterback. He's been fantastic to this part. It's going to make for, you know, an interesting position for the Browns to be in. You know, they have Greedy Williams coming back off the shoulder injury. You have Greg Newsom, who you have a lot invested in. You have your slot guy nailed down in Troy Hill. So you have Greedy Williams, Greg Newsom, A.J. Green, all competing for playing time. Not a, Being deep in the secondary is certainly an outstanding problem to have, and I am sure the Browns welcome it, want it, and, you know, need it. Uh, for some of the games on the schedule here, and you know, a lot of these games for the Browns, if this season goes as planned, are going to end up to where the opposing team is passing the ball and passing the ball a ton. So for the Browns to get this type of secondary play certainly would behoove them and uh, in, in to get this secondary as right as possible heading into week one against Kansas City would certainly help them. As far as pass rush, it's, you know, obviously not really much we can see, uh, you know, through this. That'll come, you know, in uh, exhibition games. And again, we'll see what comes of the exhibition games, who plays and who doesn't. But thus far, you know, we've seen some good days for the defense in training camp. We've seen some good days for the offense. Uh, special teams, a little murky at times. Uh, Cody Parkey with a bad day. Cody Parkey with a great day. Uh, kickers, man. <laughs> it's just the way it kind of goes, you know. Uh, so we are going to continue. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. More training camp coverage. Uh, you know, guests coming in throughout the week. Uh, I'm back after everybody knows, you know, the personal stuff my family went through. Then got nailed with a bad, severe winter cold. I mean, summer cold. I guess we'll call it a warm that uh, had me, uh, you know, some issues, you know, being able to talk for 25 to 30 minutes a day, which is kind of a problem if you're a podcast host, but we are ready to go. And, uh, you know, all signs forward to a great, great summer here, uh, closing out August for the Browns.
amping everything up for September 12th, headed out to Arrowhead for a week one meeting with the Chiefs. Uh, Locked on Browns, uh, you can follow us on the Twitter account. Everybody knows a follow back account closing in on 10K. Let's get that wrapped up. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, throw a follow over there, uh, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're following or subscribe to the Lockdown Browns podcast for the best daily coverage of the Cleveland Browns. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.